Hey there, and welcome to The Confident Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Brooks. Join me as I sit down with co-hosts, friends, and carefully curated guests as we talk about all the things that empower you to become your best and most confident self so you can step boldly into who you were created to be, The Confident Woman. Let's go. All right, so today we have with us Helen Peterson. Helen Peterson is a work-from-home mom who has established herself in the online business industry as a virtual assistant and launch strategy specialist. Along with helping her clients with launch strategy and successfully creating and selling their online courses, she also coaches other women in starting their own virtual assistant businesses, regardless of their career path or wherever they're headed. Her passion stems from guiding women into living the life they've always dreamt of with no financial boundaries and the flexibility to live and travel the way they want. So if that doesn't speak to your heartstrings, and I don't know what does because you had me here at working, flexibility, working from home, traveling, all the things, right? So I don't know, that's that's speaking my language. And you had me at travel, that's a secret love language of mine. So welcome, Helen. I'm excited to, to talk about all those things and just kind of share a little bit more about your story and kind of how you got started. So thank you for joining. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. So, you know, you, you mentioned uh, briefly before we hit record here, just you working from home and you've created a business that you're able to now help others and you get to live the life that you absolutely love and you get to do it on your terms. You have just spent some time going outdoors and camping and exploring the Northwest with your family and, and all that stuff. And so I think, you know, for anyone kind of listening, they might be asking themselves like, Oh, that sounds like fun. Like, how can I do that? Like, I want more of that flexibility and freedom in my lifestyle. So tell us more about how you got started in that and how you help others do the same. Yeah, I started my business when my daughter was just a couple months old. So now almost four years ago, which is wild to think uh, her birthday is coming up around Christmas. So she'll be four, which is crazy. But yeah, I started it when she was born basically because I was working in a medical office as like an admin assistant. My background is actually in kinesiology and I thought I was going to go to grad school to be a physician assistant. I loved like ortho PA, but you know, going into surgeries, I did rotations in college and loved it. And I just was so confident that that was going to be my route and it ended up changing <laughs> for sure drastically. But I in my early 20s was working in a you know medical office PT clinic. I was getting my hours as an aide for grad school. I was working the front office, very typical, you know, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. And we it worked fine because we were both in our early 20s, young. We had dogs at home, but no kids yet. And it was just one of those things where we worked our jobs during the day, came home, you know, spent time together, my husband and I, and then would like go on an evening walk with the dogs and have fun on the weekends and do all those things. And it was fine. Once I had a baby, I was like, there's no way I'm going to A, pay, pay for childcare and have it make sense to pay for childcare with the amount of money that I'm making <laughs> in this job. And then also just the thought of, you know, going further into debt for grad school and coming out of it like 100K in debt and then having to, you know, start from the bottom with a career and work my way up. I so much of me like really wanted to do it just because I felt like my family actually moved from Russia when my mom was pregnant with me. All three of my siblings were born in Russia and it was like the whole immigrant like story of, you know, going to college and getting some 
magical career that paid really well. And I just have this, like, I don't know, this like mindset around this is what I need to do. And having a kid changes you for sure. (laughs) It like changes everything. And so once I had Emery, I just was like, I don't want to drop her off every single day. I don't want to barely be scraping by, you know, financially paying for childcare and all those things. And so I started doing some research on like, what else is possible? Like what else is out there? And I think, you know, this was in 2018, early 2019. And I feel like the buildup into 2020, we all know what happened in 2020, everyone started working from home, you know, and the buildup to it, it was like the perfect timing. And so I became a virtual assistant, um, had a couple of clients and I started making within months, I was making way more money from home than I ever was in a medical office. It was amazing. And I had the flexibility that I wanted and that's kind of where it all started. So Wow. And it, and it's, you know, you use the situation that you had and you, you made something of it. And I think for me, I I don't have children, but I actually, I remember the transition period in my life from when I had left a very secure job at this time and was transitioning out and figuring out what is, where do I want to be in my life? And I had, you know, at this time, my, my husband and I were um, getting more serious. So we talked about having a family. So I can definitely relate to that where it's like, okay, so if we had children, then I'd still be working at this job. And then basically I'm paying to pay for child support or child uh, care and and support of me having that full-time job. And, you know, I think that is so relatable to so many women out there. And it's like almost this trade-off where it's like, do we feel like we have to sacrifice our family life or our career life? And, And you chose to do both. And that's so inspiring because so many of us don't realize that we actually have that choice and you having, you know, that courage to pave the way and do this. And now you give back to other women by helping them create that lifestyle as well. So truly incredible. So uh, it's something that people want to do, but yet don't have the courage to do. So I commend you on that. That's, that's incredible. So, yeah. And so I would imagine there was a lot of like, probably a lot of fear and resistance coming at it because you, you had this intention for your, you know, original career. And then you're like, okay, this is what's going to happen. So as you said, you started it a year before pandemic and you recognized that even though this was an introductory newer business, you learned to shift and pivot as everyone else did in 2020. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? And like, what were some of the challenges? And then some of the biggest were like, you know, taking advantage of those situations. Yeah, I think what really shifted, you know, in 2020, was honestly, like, people realized that you don't have to go into an office building to do your job. And, you know, there's obviously certain types of jobs where you have to go places, manual type of work, whatever that might look like, of course. But then like, there is the computer side of things where it's like, if you're just sitting at a desk, like, why can't you also do that from the comfort of your own home? But another step further is going to be doing it for yourself rather than doing it for someone else's business, you know, like rather than helping someone else's business grow and someone else be able to benefit from all your hard work, like why not do it for yourself? And obviously it really just depends. I feel like it's such a personality trait to want to be an entrepreneur because, you know, we make the joke as an entrepreneur of like, you go from working 40 hours a week for someone else to like 60 hours a week for yourself, you know? And like, my goal has always been to have more time and more flexibility. But when you start your business, all of a sudden, it's like the only thing you're thinking about, 
you're afraid of like, where's my next client going to come from? Am I going to be making enough money? You know, especially if you're supporting your family in that, you know, in a financial sense as well. And so I think there's so much fear for sure that comes from it. And it has to be a decision that you want to make, you know, like I would never encourage you to start a business if it's not something that like sparks your interest, because there's so many ups and downs for sure. It's like any other relationship in life where sometimes things are really good and sometimes things are really hard, but I feel like that goes with any career, you know, like there's moments where maybe you're not doing like work that's exciting to you. And sometimes when, you know, in not so busy launch seasons of my clients' businesses, we're doing like pretty mundane, you know, kind of work. So it's not like there's, it, there's never going to be that perfect scenario of a career where it's like everything is amazing, rainbows and butterflies type of thing. But I do feel like it's more about your lifestyle and your boundaries and your balance and what you want that to look like. So when it comes to like starting your business, I think a lot of people were encouraged to do so in 2020 because they realized, okay, I've been doing marketing for, you know, a big company and I can actually create my own marketing business and have a few clients of my own and get paid all of that money instead of, you know, just an hourly wage or a salary that stays the same year after year, plus uh, what one, two, 3% increase, you know, in a raise each year. And so I think that was like the most motivating factor for myself and for other entrepreneurs I talked to is like, there really is no ceiling to starting your own business because you can always add other streams of income. Um, I'm like a big proponent of passive income. I love teaching other people how to create passive income in their business, but it's creating an, you know, stream of income that allows you to have online courses or eBooks or some sort of guide um, membership, anything like that, that like the amount of work you put into it is so much less than what you're getting paid, you know, financially out of it. And then also how rewarding it is too to be able to help other people um, in that sense as well. So I think there's just like so many aspects to being an entrepreneur and you have to really want it. But once you want it and you start it, like there's no turning back. You're just like so motivated and so encouraged. And you're just like, there's, it's literally endless opportunities at the end of the day. Yeah. Hands down. I can agree. I mean, I've been in the entrepreneurial space for 15 plus years. So basically when I did that trade-off of, of coming from a corporate job to um, you know, embarking on a startup aspect of it and then branching off into uh, multiple startup businesses of my own as well. And so it almost becomes like, I think I'm just speaking on my my behalf here and, and uh, chime in if, if this resonates with you as well, but like it becomes this this artistic creative aspect that you get to have and almost like painting your life. Like you have that control of not only just creating the business, but creating the vision and watching it come to fruition because you've now taken the reins into your hands that you're creating a whole business, a company or corporation, whatever that might be, a nonprofit, whatever that is, but yet it's yours. And it becomes this baby that as it grows and builds, it starts to, you know, crawl and walk and run and then grow and scale. And, and, you know, eventually you can sell it or, or franchise it, or there's so many different opportunities. And I think when that was, you know, actually I didn't even learn that up front from, you know, 15 plus years ago, this was something as, as you kind of get your feet wet into this entrepreneurial space, so many different opportunities 
open up, as you said, it becomes, you know, your main revenue, then your passive revenue, um, and then just adding different streams to your, your main business or growing multiple businesses. Um, I mean, this, this, to me, business is fascinating. Creating is fascinating. Being an entrepreneur is fascinating. And to know that we can give back to others because it's, it becomes that creative passion that, you know, in turn is your purpose. And so now you're touching the lives of so many people where if you were, say, um, you know, an hourly employee or, you know, uh, a higher level employee at that, that mark in your, in your business, you might not have that reach and potential. So it's always unique to that individual. Like what is your goal and what is the outcome you're hoping to achieve? So I think anyone listening is like, you know, maybe I want to be an entrepreneur or maybe I just want more, um, you know, more, more touch points in this career that I'm in to know that my job is not only just fulfilling to me, but it's meaningful, fulfilling for those whose lives I touch as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love how you made the, you know, example of like a baby learning to crawl and walk and all that kind of stuff. Cause I always, I actually have a reel on my Instagram about like, as a mom, especially like as your babies grow, your business grows too, you know? And I feel like people have this fear of like, well, if I'm, if I'm in the thick of raising little ones, like I don't have that much time. I don't have that much, you know, flexibility because I, I know how it is when you have two little kids at home, it's like constant chaos. And you feel like you can barely catch your breath to like eat your lunch sometimes, you know? And so how am I supposed to start a business? And I think that's where my encouragement to, you know, people who follow me, listen to my interviews, read my blog posts or on my email list, even like, is it doesn't have to be this massive transformation right off the bat. Like you can start small. And um, that's, you know, people who have taken my virtual assistant boot camp, which teaches you how to start your VA business. Some of them have flown through it and started their business within a few weeks. And some people take their time and because they have a new baby at home or they have, you know, multiple kids they're taking care of, or they have a full-time career that they're still focused on, but they want to like dip their toes in, like you said. And so they'll start going through the videos and the modules like slowly. And the thing is like, it's not an all or nothing approach. Like it really doesn't have to be all or nothing. You can start it really small as a side hustle, have, you know, one client in your business, have one maybe product that you're selling or, you know, something that you're offering that's small, doesn't take up a lot of time, but it's a good way to like start to explore it and see if it's something that you're actually really interested in doing. Um, And so I think that's another like, kind of like misconception, I guess you could say about entrepreneurship is like, you either are an entrepreneur or you work for someone else, but it's cool. Cause there is like an in-between right. and for anyone who's like a stay at home mom, you might be thinking like, Oh, is it something I can do just a couple hours a week to start off with? And like the answer is a hundred percent. Yes. You know, you can definitely start with just a few hours a week, one client, $500 a month, like maybe a thousand dollars a month, you know, just to slowly build up your business and to just start slow. So I think that's the really cool thing about like, especially an online business. I know entrepreneurship, you know, can range for from in-person as well. You can have your own shop, your own anything in person, but as far as online, like you really can start super small, which is awesome. Yeah. And I love, and I love that your business started at the same time as your, your first child. So, so I think that that analogy kind of resonated with you, right? I mean, because as your, as your child is getting to that crawling time, it allowed your business to kind of build and maybe, maybe your, your, your real baby was starting to crawl while your business baby was just maybe starting to, 
you know, wean off or something like that. Right. Like you're okay. I see it kind of crawl and shimmy in it, you know, there, yeah. there's progress there, but it's, I think that's pretty cool how you simultaneously tied, you know, created the business at this time and they're both growing. So you get to watch this real baby and a business baby simultaneously grow. And like you said, you, you gave your business the allotted time that you had because you obviously had a family you're, you're, you know, at this time you were a new mother and, and a new business uh, owner. And so having this now, both of those babies coming at four years old and knowing how much, how much life has, has grown in each of those. And so now in four years, you've, you've done these spinoffs, you have courses, you have boot camps, you have um, clients, you're teaching other women. And so it's, having a business is not an overnight success and mm-hmm. it isn't just, uh, you know, all the bells and whistles that you see people living their glam life on, on Instagram or something. It's a lot of dark, heavy times, a lot of, you know, self doubt. There's a lot of, uh, questioning. Are you cut out for it? There's a lot of, you know, insecurities. Like I don't, I'm not qualified or I don't have those things. Right. Like I'm curious to know, I mean, let's, let's, let's talk about the, the, honesty behind it. Right. Like, I mean, I'm all, I'm all about sharing the, uh, the messy middle, that messiness that's behind, because I think we all kind of paint this picture. Like this is what entrepreneurial life is. It, it's easy. Look, at, I can do this while raising a family or raising multiple businesses or doing all the things. Right. So I think it's important to also shed light on some of those hardships that are, um, you know, maybe not so realistic as, you know, set points for these mile markers as we embark on these journeys. Yeah. Well, I think I had a really tough time when I was trying to do it all by myself in the sense of like, I felt this pressure. So my husband, he still works uh, nine to five, quote unquote, you know, where he goes into an office and he's a finance guy and he loves the company that he works for. It's a smaller um, team and they, yeah, he's obsessed with his job and is happy with how it is right now. Um, but that means that he's gone most days, you know, nine ish hours per day. And so for a while, there was moments where I felt like I had to like get, I still had to get everything done Monday through Friday. I still had to like do my work Monday through Friday, take care of, you know, our kids Monday through Friday, all on my own, do the grocery shopping, take the dogs out, you know, do all these things. And then I started realizing like, why do I have this strict, like everything has to be done Monday through Friday. And then we have to have like weekends completely available and open and free and to do all these like glamorous family things, you know, like why does our routine have to look that way? And when I started to really come to like a reality of, okay, what can this actually look like where I'm not working every single night after bedtime, where I'm not, you know, waking up early to work or something like that. And so I started talking more with my husband about it. And I feel like having that support, whether it's like your husband, your partner, you know, a family friend or, or a friend or grandma or someone to help with either your kids or help within your business or whatever that looks like. And so a couple things really helped as my business was growing. Cause I feel like in the beginning, you can do it all by yourself because it's small. Like there's not that many tasks to get done. Um, maybe you only have one or two clients and you have a good handle you've learned their businesses and you're, you're kind of in a good workflow. And then it's things like you take on bigger projects, let's say. Um, one of the things I am a huge proponent of is like having a retainer client or a couple of retainer clients where you're getting paid a certain amount monthly. Cause then, you know, every single month I get this amount for doing this many tasks, right. For doing this. 
So that's a really good way to start your routine. Then it's like, I, you can start building on projects and having, if you're really into design work, if you have that creative side, you can have projects based around helping someone with, you know, landing pages on their website or, um, creating like PDF workbooks for their online course, like whatever that could look like. Um, if you really like writing email marketing campaigns or blog post writing, those can all be projects that you take on throughout the year. You know, you have a couple of clients who they don't have you on retainer, but they're, you're like throwing in projects with them and having a project rate. So then when you start getting like projects and then you have retainer clients and then you have your, you know, maybe you're working your other job still, or you have your kids to take care of at home. It's like, what can my routine look like to not feel like I'm constantly drowning, right? right? And so for me, especially in seasons where my daughter is not in preschool, you know, it's like summertime or breaks. I actually love going to one of our local coffee shops on a Saturday morning and getting like five hours in the morning, sitting down by myself at the coffee shop. And I can get so much done in those five hours because there's nothing else like running around, you know, me, right. there's like, not a baby napping, then I'm like constantly checking the monitor. Is he going to wake up? And so when it like comes down to our family routine, something that like, I had to get rid of this per perfection of Monday through Friday, work gets done and then weekends are free. And it actually made our week night evenings so much more enjoyable because it wasn't like get the kids in bed, sit down at my desk and do all this work. Like now I can actually have evenings with my husband um, and like spend time together. You know, we like to either, I don't know, sometimes play a card game. We have shows we like to watch together. Um, and we'll have that time in the evenings now because I chose to like give up that perfect, you know, Monday through Friday schedule. And so, and now I'm working on Saturday mornings that hopefully will change as, um, my youngest starts preschool this fall, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you have to get rid of what you think is the perfect routine, you know, like whatever that looks like for you is going to be what's best for you. So that was something that changed in my mindset, like drastically was working certain hours or getting things done at like, you know, certain days. Um, so that helped me a lot. And I think like also, yeah, just asking for help too, where it was like, okay, you know what, Tyler, like both kids are yours Saturday mornings and I'm heading to the coffee shop. So like finding what works for you and your family, I think is a big part of it as well. Um, so that was kind of like a little bit of a tangent. I feel like off of <laughs> where we were talking, but no, I feel like that's important because I think, you know, when we talk about like that messy middle, sometimes we're just like, but how do we do it all and do it well and still keep our sanity and still be able to have the, the fire lit for this, this passion that, that we set out to create. It's like, I think as, as women, we try to take, we, we take on quite a bit. I mean, I think it's just in our nature, but also knowing when to say no, like you said, you, you, you are, you have these boundaries that allow you to stay within that, those parameters so that you can focus on what is important and what is the priorities, you know, whether it's that day or the week or the projects, you know, the things that are happening in your life. But, um, like you said, you can't do it alone. And that, that I think was one of the biggest pieces that was missing for me, even at, at the beginning of my, my, uh, entrepreneurial journey. And, you know, I felt like 
it, my former job, there was a lot of that responsibility on me to, to be that leader and to manage and, and um, have these different performance metrics that I had to meet. And, you know, working at home then at this time as, you know, for a startup and then having that flexibility, I found it was so much more freeing. Yeah, I was working longer hours, but it was because I actually enjoyed what I did and I didn't have the distractions of trying to manage all the pieces when you can just focus solely on what is what is the the priorities, what are the um, you know the deadlines and and all the things that really matter to you versus trying to feel like you're so spread thin. And having that um, support from your like you said your your spouse, your partner, your friends, your family, whatever. Sometimes we just need somebody that's rooting for us, like cheering us on, and somebody that just believes in us because you know we can hit at hit these different barriers in life and we could just feel like, oh my gosh, I didn't see that coming or I'm not so confident in the next level or stage of my growth in my business. You know, who can I, you know, lean on? Who can I confide in? Who can I, you know, ask for that help? Whether it's, you know, watching the kids or taking care of the household duties or whatever that is that allows you to challenge yourself to get to the next level. So maybe you had to take some courses or learn something or, you know, become this, this, this different version of you so that your business can grow as you grow. And that becomes now giving back to your family, to others, and to those who have been supportive of of your journey. Yeah. Well, I think too, with entrepreneurship, it's like, you think that it's your business. And so you have to do everything alone. But then even, you know, I talked on the family side of things of having help with other tasks, but even within my business, I realized like I need to hire an assistant as well. Like I need an assistant to help with my, you know, I have a really large resource library on my blog. And so I was like, I need help getting all of that organized and having like regular emails go out and having someone in, you know, the back end of my own business as well, because I spend so much time in other people's businesses and helping them with theirs. And a big thing that some people are really hesitant to do is hire to have help within their business. But what's great about virtual assistants is like, it's actually, you don't have to have, you don't have to spend a ton of money to get some good help. Um, you can just hire someone for a couple hours per week to help with, you know, scheduling posts and getting things like organized and having blog posts, you know, drafted or written or whatever that looks like in your business without having to like put all this time into it yourself. And even just a few hours a week, it's amazing how much someone else can get done for you that like takes you a really long time because you don't enjoy it. Like when we're doing things that we don't enjoy, just mentally, there's like so many blocks and there's all these hurdles that we have to go over just to like get those admin things like checked off our list because we don't enjoy it. But like someone else, someone like me who really enjoys those types of organizational like admin things. It just takes us a few hours because, you know, we do it and we do it efficiently because we love it. And so I think like where in your business, if you're an entrepreneur, are you like battling yourself to get things done? You know, you always have that thing that's like, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do it later. Like, I hate that part of my business, you know, I'll do it later. And then it's like, it's nagging on you and it weighs you down because you haven't gotten it done. And so those types of things, when you can outsource to someone you trust, that's like a really amazing thing. And it could really be for like, $305 a month. Like it doesn't have to be some massive investment right off the bat. And so once I hired my VA to help within my business, like that cleared up so much energy for me 
to be able to like take on projects that pay a couple thousand dollars versus, you know, doing these tasks myself that like take up all this time and that I don't enjoy. So I think like there is that line of getting to a point in your business where you're like, okay, I need help. What is that going to look like? Do I need help in my personal life? Like, so I have more free time and space or do I need help in my business so I can let go of tasks that I don't have to be doing? Mm-hmm. So I think that's another big part of entrepreneurship that we get stuck thinking like, I have to do it all myself. It's my business. Like it has to come from me, but there are things that you can let go of. I bet. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. No, I'm, I'm over here nodding my head because I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I personally experienced a lot of that at the, at the very beginning. Um, and you know, now, I mean, it's, it's, you, you grow your businesses as, as you're growing, you're growing your business and then you can, you know, take on more tasks, but yet then you realize, okay, maybe I'm, I'm burning the candle at both ends. Like I'm doing all the things, but yet how can I manage to do all of it, you know, by myself? So like you said, you bring on that help and let's just say, you know, you, you can take on hypothetically a, a, a client and they're paying say a thousand dollars a month for this project. And for you, you just know that, okay, well, a lot of that time that for me to work on that project to make that thousand dollars is going to be in these time-consuming tasks that are going to eat up a lot of the hours that I've allotted for this project. But if I bring in some support, maybe that cost factor would only be 300. You still net 700, but yet Mm -hmm. you have bought back all of your time. So you have that efficiency and effectiveness in your business. So now the project is done because that's where your, your strengths come in. And now you give back to that individual and they become a repeating customer, right? So now you're growing that customer because you've invested say $300 to buy back something in in turn. So it's a cost of doing business. And I love that you brought that up because I think, you know, many of us are just like, but I'm not at the stage that I can afford to bring on an assistant. Well, I think, you know, when you, when you are the one and only person running this business, you have to almost allocate your time is what, you know, into these different departments. So if you're wearing these different hats, consider it different roles and uh, delegation aspects that if you were to bring on, you know, a staff member or an employee or whatever that may look like, that would be their designated role. So you would be essentially paying them so that you can stay in your lane and be the the brains behind the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, I think that's such a great point to make. And um, I, I mean, even in my business, I got to the point where I kind of just have this mantra that do what you do best and outsource the rest, because yeah. as the business is growing, you cannot do all these things that kind of take up that bandwidth in time. So what you're really good at, then you basically devoted like an hour or two, a, you know, or maybe a day or something like that. And you're just like, yeah, but that's not my highest and best use of time or mm-hmm. energy. And so you yeah. kind of have to weigh the, the pros and cons and, you know, whether you can financially bring someone on, maybe again, asking for, for help or support. I mean, asking your, your mom or your friend or your sister or something like that. Hey, can you just help me with this task? And, you know, a lot of times people just love to help. I'm not saying for free, but sometimes you don't know what you can get in return unless you ask. And those closest to us are, are rooting for us. Right. So we want to see each other succeed. Yeah. Well, and I think if you are struggling with, like, if you're using the words, I can't afford to, or I'm not able to pay, like, yeah, of course you're not going to be able to, because that's what you truly believe. You know, I'm all about like money mindset and having a positive mindset and growth mindset around your money. And I feel like if you're counting dollars and you're like, oh, I can't afford to go out on that, like 
girls night because I don't want to spend, you know, $10 on a glass of wine or something like that. If you're having that type of mentality, I really encourage you to like look deeper into why you're having these mental blocks with money, because I do feel like there is so much more to that. Like uh, as far as a childhood thing or, you know, fears around something else that's causing you to feel like you can't afford X, Y, or Z. And once you get past that, it's amazing how many, how much, you know, more, it's like all like an energy exchange. I love, like, I've heard other people share about money as an energy exchange. And if you're investing into either someone's courses to learn for yourself, or you're investing into another, you know, person as your assistant, that money is going to come back to you. And typically it's going to be like three, four, five times greater than whatever you made the investment on anything I've ever like been hesitant, you know, with masterminds or courses that I've purchased personally for myself, my business, my growth, anything I've been like kind of hesitant and afraid, but I'm like, I'm going to do it. I've always had like a huge month afterwards because you're like putting in that confidence to yourself of like, I'm making this investment in a person, in a course, and I'm going to get something out of it. And then all of a sudden, like the energy around everything is different and you just sign, you know, a large retainer, you sign another big project or something big happens um, in your business or your life because you're opening up those doors. When we stay small and we start saying like, no, I can't afford that. Or I'm not ready for that yet. My business isn't there yet. It's just going to be a repeated cycle of you're not there yet. You can't afford it, you know? And so start using different verbiage and start believing in yourself and your business more. And it'll be really crazy to see like how much of that money, you know, mindset shifts for you and not just your mindset, but your physical amount of money that you're receiving (laughs) as well. Right. Right. And, and for those listening who are like, no, like literally I cannot afford, like I got $10 in my name and I owe, you know, $50 in bills or whatever. Right. So that's why go ask those closest to you because they see you're struggling. They see your heart and they see your passion. They're just like, I'm rooting for you. And if you need an hour or two, let me help you. Right. So you don't, not everything has to cost financial money. So we have to rid that belief that everything has a price on it because it's all, as you said, energy exchange, right? You're, you're helping somebody, whether mm-hmm. you've, you've financially given them something, but you've also enabled that person to play a role in something. And that's, you know, pe- people feel fulfilled in, in, in that aspect, whether they're receiving something in the end or giving, because you don't know what you don't know until you ask. And sometimes it's just like about surrendering and just saying, Hey, I can't do this on my own. I need some help. And there you yeah. go. So, you know, and and I think, you know, as you're starting out, there's a lot of those limitations and barriers, which are natural. And it's not to say like, it's always finances or money, but also your, what they say, like your network is your network. So who Mm -hmm. also, you know, right. So who else is, is doing something similar to what you're, you know, embarking on that you can basically look at them and kind of use their, their successes as a shortcut for something that you're embarking on. So there's so many resources out there and not everything is always just this monetary exchange, but being open, being informed, letting go of kind of that, that uh, the ego that says I have to do it all and I have to do it on my own. But mm-hmm. you know, for a business, we know that we are the bloodline, the lifeline of our business. And if we're not bringing people into it, then that, that's, that growth stops at your level of growth. 
So these are such great points and great conversation about, you know, some of these hangups that can get in our way, but also ways that are just, you know, lighting us up to, to grow that business. Like you said, having that support of somebody being there with you, like your partner and your husband and um, asking for, um, you know, some buyback on that time. Like, why do I have to feel like I have to work these routines and you create that flexibility built around it, which is conducive to the livelihood and lifestyle that you're willing to, to achieve. So, mm-hmm. I mean, these are just great conversation. And I felt like if we had to go with all the good stuff, we got to talk about some of the, those hardships. So yeah. what, what do you think in your own experience, then what was one of the biggest hurdles for you at any stage of these past four years with you growing your business? What was one of the biggest, scariest things you're like, oh my gosh, this made me pause on my tracks. Like, what do I do? Yeah, I think there there comes a point where whether it's in the beginning of your business or as you're like a couple clients in, you start being allocated tasks that you might not know how to do. And I feel like that's like the scariest thing as an assistant, as a manager, as a project manager for online businesses is like, okay, we're going to launch this. Like you need to figure out the back end of how everything's going to run create like the sales page for it, you know, create all the checkout processes, the email marketing campaigns, like you're going to do all this stuff. And at a certain point early on, I didn't know how to do a lot of that stuff. You know, like I didn't come from a techie type of background. Um, I was, I studied athletic training in college, you know? And so for me, it was like having the confidence to be like, okay, maybe I don't know how to do something right now, but I know what the end result needs to be. So what are the steps that are going to take me into the process to create the end result? And I will say YouTube is a massive help. (laughs) Anything like I'm, I'm now pretty, like, I love Kajabi and I'm, you know, very good in Kajabi now, which is a platform that people use for their online courses, but it's also, you can have website and email marketing membership, like all the things in Kajabi. When I got one of my first clients, she had her whole business set up in Kajabi and I had no idea how to do anything in there because who knows what Kajabi is until you're actually in it. Right. And so I started just YouTubing how to dot, dot, dot in Kajabi, how to, you know, create an email campaign in Kajabi and you figure it out. Like it's one of those things where you just think, I don't know how to do something. If no one's going to teach me, like how am I supposed to learn? But the cool thing about like the online space is literally everything's available to you most likely for free on either Google or YouTube, you know? And so that was definitely scary for me at the beginning of like taking on this client who I worked with for years. But like at the beginning, it was one of those things where I didn't know how to do most of the stuff that was on the job description And I just figured it out as I went. And so just to like encourage anyone who's like, I barely post to my Instagram and I barely know how to like send an email in my own Gmail inbox. You know, it's like, that's okay. You literally could figure out the next steps of like how to do something in someone else's business and work for someone else Um, as an assistant, as an email marketing, you know, manager, whatever it looks like, just by being willing to learn because it really is available. So. Um, for me, that was scary initially for sure. Yeah, I I can attest to that. There are so many different things that we don't know what what we don't know until we don't know. Right. And, uh, you know, having that, it's like, sometimes you, when we think of it as like competence and confidence, right. So we have, we go through these 
these bouts of incompetence, which things on our self-confidence and Mm -hmm. we can let those, those negative thoughts or those fears or the resistance hold us back and we don't take that action or, you know, at this point, maybe we're just like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to do it. And I don't know how to do it well. So maybe I just won't do it. And then you either, you know, miss out on an opportunity or miss out on a client or miss out on that growth. So there's so much that we can miss out on, but being, having that competence in you to figure it out leads to confidence that you can successfully figure things out. You've done this now, this is your track history, and that confidence consistently compounds over time. So when you are faced with a new challenge, you're not so stuck in your tracks, like paralyzed, like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to do this. Now you have that track history and you say, okay, well, that happened before. And now I can go to, you know, graduate again from YouTube University and ask my BFF, Google, and now you two are in cahoots. And life becomes so much easier because you've now learned a system in a way to navigate it that is best conducive for you and your, your processes through your business. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think all of us obviously have tapped into YouTube and, and Google for all kinds of stuff. And, um, you know, I don't think that that should be a hindrance in somebody's steps moving forward if they're really passionate about what they're called to do. Yeah. I mean, and that goes for any part of a part of your business at any point, because, you know, with now as I'm growing, like I've had um, desires to want to start a podcast, you know, and that's going to be a whole new learning curve if I decide to take that route. And, but it's something that now I'm not afraid to learn how to do something because I've over the last few years, I've just had to learn thing and thing after thing, you know, and you just have to be open to the fact that you're not going to know everything right off the bat. And that's okay. Yeah. Right. And as you go, you just figure things out. I mean, half the time I get, oh my gosh, how do you do everything? I literally just 90% of it, I'm winging it. I'm figuring (laughs) things out as I go. I have an idea of what I'm after or what I'm doing, but yet I don't have all the steps. And even when I try to, you know, perfect the, the perfectly perfected steps, well, I, you know, it can get 12 steps in and first one is a bust because you can't plan for something you don't know. But if you take it one day at a time, one step at a time, one action, one learning, one client, one thing at a time, right? You figure things out as you go. And that helps build those stepping stones so that you can just focus on the today's tasks for tomorrow's next steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I love that. Awesome. And so, you know, how I'm, I'm curious to know with like all your courses and all the things that you, you help others do, but also you, um, coach other, other virtual assistants and helping them get their businesses off the ground and launch and all that stuff. Um, how can people find more about you and some of those amazing resources and just how to connect with you? So if somebody's listening, is like, well, I would love that opportunity. Like I'm a stay at home mom, or I'm looking to transition on my job. Like I'm just looking for that next best option. How could somebody get in touch with you to learn more about that? Yeah. So I have like a few different courses and the first one that I created um, was when I was a virtual assistant, you know, I had other women asking me, how did you start your business? Like, how, how did you do this? And so I actually created my VA boot camp, which I say it's like six weeks to starting your VA business, but you can take it at whatever pace you want. You get lifetime access once you're in there. And you also get access to the Facebook group, which is like something that I think it's really important um, when you're, especially when you're starting out and you probably know, Rachel, have like your own community of other women that you can like, you know, when we're talking about things you don't know how to do, it's so nice to have other business women in your community who it's like reaching out to, Hey, I know you did this thing or you launched that last year. Like, 
what's a good, you know, starting point for me or whatever. And so in this Facebook group, you can ask questions, but also I actually post lead opportunities in there too. So um, once you're in, you're like in there for life, you know? And so a lot of people who have taken my boot camp, they maybe started as a virtual assistant and then it led to like website designer or um, now I hired one of the girls who graduated as my PR person and she's helping like pitch me to, you know, magazines and podcasts and all that kind of stuff because she started as a VA and then kind of her paths changed and she realized she loved PR and she went that direction. And so um, I think it's just, it's really cool because it's basically, it's just like the foundational stepping stones of starting a service-based business is what it comes down to. I have um, a lawyer in there who I interview about all the legal things, uh, um, accountant who talks about that, you know, all of that side of things. Cause I know those are like the scary things when you're starting a business is like the contracts, the invoicing, like how much should I charge for my services? What services can I even offer? Like, where do I start? Do I need a website? You know, like all those questions of like starting that's all answered in VA bootcamp. And then I have a couple like specialty courses for email marketing, social media management. If you're like, I'm a VA now, but how do I get like bigger projects, bigger retainers? And that comes with having a specialty um, where someone can hire you as like the specialist in a certain area. And then lastly is my online course school, which is for more like established businesses who are ready to have that passive income stream and create like an online course around something that people ask you about all the time. You know, for me, it was like, how do I start my VA business? And that's what I created a course on. Um, and then over the last few years, I've really been in a lot of the back end of businesses who are launching and creating courses. And so I took all those steps that I've helped businesses with like one-on-one into online course school. So now you can take that course to strategize, create and launch an online course yourself. So that's kind of like my library. Um, if you find me on Instagram, Peterson Virtual Assistant, I have like a link tree with freebies and, you know, my blogs and all that kind of stuff to kind of just start diving into and you can go from there. So awesome. Well, it sounds like you have something for every stage of your business growth is now giving back to those that are on similar paths and who are like, I don't know where to get started to, I just started to, I've been started and I'm starting something else. Right. So like all these different stages and I, and I love that you've, you know, as your journey has progressed, you've now recognized like these are ways that you can give back and help the next person behind you get to that next level and build up their confidence and their flexibility and go after the life that they absolutely truly want. So I just want to thank you for spending this time. And of course, um, you know, everything will be included in the show notes. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. That was so fun to just kind of chat through like a variety of, you know, business and life and what it takes and yeah, the good and the bad. <laughs> Absolutely. And that, that's the beauty of life, right? I mean, it's not all perfect and, you know, perfectly curated, but it's messy. It's raw. It's, it's real. And there's highs and there's lows. So I just thank you for sharing all of that with us because it's so important to recognize at any different stage of your life that you two are not alone. So thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Hey there. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, please be sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening.